Hello and welcome to a new episode of Paradigm Shift, the podcast where we explore truth through forgotten knowledge. I am your host, Sergio Halabi, and the question I will try to answer during this episode is, what is the ancient astronaut's theory? So let's go ahead and do the intro. When approaching the ancient astronaut's theory, we need to forget everything we thought we knew about history, mythology, religion, and that's because everything that has been written in history books that has been taught to us in classes, in schools, in universities, is skewed by a specific idea that everything that we have read in texts and mythologies and religions of the ancient past is to be understood symbolically and not literally. This thought by itself removes any evidence that mankind was in direct contact with extraterrestrial beings, whether it be aliens from other planets or interdimensional beings, which means beings that can enter and exit our three-dimensional world. The ancient astronauts theory claims that ancient civilizations were in direct contact with these beings, more advanced beings, and they have helped shape our reality, shaped our religions, our social structures, our buildings, and everything we know and consider real today. At some point, this information was hidden from us, it was changed, as we say that mankind is sort of a species in amnesia, because we don't really know our origins or where we came from. However, as more and more people subscribe to this theory and do their own independent research or relook and revisit ancient texts and read them with new light, read them with new meanings, we start to collectively understand that ancient civilizations were more advanced than we are now. Not because they had better technology than we did, but because they were more in tune spiritually, collectively, emotionally, and on a physical and metaphysical level with themselves and with other beings from other worlds. Now, like I said, a lot of these ancient texts are read symbolically. So whenever we hear about a specific god or a demigod doing a form of going through an event or doing something heroic or doing something horrible, we don't take it literally, we take it symbolically. I'm not sure where or when did this start, but like I said, this has completely changed our understanding. And personally, I believe that this is our biggest mistake as a human race, that we can no longer understand our pasts, given that we have limited ourselves so much. Now, reading different mythologies from across the globe reveals astonishing similarities among people who supposedly have never lived together and don't even know each other and lived across miles and centuries and had no way of contacting each other. And yet, we notice over and over that these civilizations have witnessed similar events, have been in contact with similar beings, have had their history or their past or their advanced gods behave in almost the same way. For example, many civilizations talk about their gods and how they live in other realities, how they live in in heaven. 
And looking back at these civilizations and their vocabulary and their very limited choice of words, we often see that the words for sky is very similar to the word of heaven, is very similar to the word of up, above, clouds, and so on. So when, when these gods were said to have come down from the heavens to earth, it is very likely that these civilizations have actually witnessed beings coming down from the sky. They just did not know how to explain it or how to word it in ways that explained that these beings did not come from another dimension, did not come from another reality, but they actually came down from heaven as in came down from the skies, whether they were came down on their own, whether they came down through ships, and we will get to different wordings as this episode progresses. Also, there's a lot of words related to giants and different large beings that used to live back there. Almost every mythology has stories about giants, giants that were incredible in size. Some civilizations talk about how they used to live with these giants. And there is something weird and something that doesn't really align when we are told that humanity is the only civilization or only advanced intelligent civilization on earth. And yet you have these civilizations that have written about giants thousands and thousands of years ago. And they were all discussing the same things. The Egyptians, for example, have drawings of giants helping them build the pyramids. They have giants holding large animals such as elephants or holding a palm tree and helping people uh, receive food and receive coconuts and stuff like that. And this, when, when it's understood or when it's studied, by archaeologists and historians and Egyptologists, they will tell you that oh, these beings are drawn in a large way because they were more important than others. So that the Egyptians used to draw their, their gods and their pharaohs larger in size and scale because Egyptians at the time did not understand perspective in drawing and they wanted to show us who is more important than the others. So they would show a pharaoh big in size and then they would show a human being regular size standing next to him. And it does not align as a society that has built the pyramids which is still standing today in methods that are still mysterious to us. We still cannot build pyramids today to that accuracy that they built them. They understood mathematics, physics, geometry. And you're telling us that civilization that built these pyramids did not understand perspective drawing and did not understand how to draw in 3D that does just not align. Even a lot of books and civilizations of ancient times talk about floods, about a specific flood that has been sent down in biblical fashion. And, and one of the gods was always angry with mankind and they were always finding ways to destroy us and then, and then reset everything on earth. There are several civilizations talking about it. Whether we're talking about Mesopotamia, whether we're talking about Mesoamerica, we're talking about Africa, East Asia, each civilization has a version of this flood and how their people were able to deal with it. Looking at these texts in a new light changes everything. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to read a few books using vocabulary that we have today. So I'm going to read the same book three different paragraphs from the Bible, the ancient, the Old Testament, the Torah. And I want you to work with me and try to think about what I'm reading, 
but remove the magic element of the old Bible, remove the religious element from it and the confusion, and just try to align it with an understanding that these people were in contact with aliens. And then you will see that whatever was written in those books is extremely clear and really does explain and reveal that those people had contacts with extraterrestrial beings. The first book I'm going to read is from the book of Ezekiel 1. And it says, And I looked, and behold, a whirlwind came out of the north, a great cloud, and a fire enfolding itself, and a brightness was about it, and out of the mist, therefore, as the color of amber, out of the midst of the fire. Also out of the midst, therefore, came the likeness of four living creatures, and this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man. Then if we skip a few verses, And when the living creatures went, the wheels went by them. And when the living creatures were lifted up from the earth, the wheels were lifted up. Now if we look at this paragraph on its own, and we read it from a biblical background, we understand or we think, okay, so this is just from God, these are angels, we don't really understand how everything works, it's just in the distance past, oh, and this does not happen right now. And yet, if we try to understand that if someone was explaining about a great cloud and fire coming out of it, imagine with me an actual spaceship and how once it lands on the ground, it will leave a dust of clouds, just like when a rocket ship is being is, is launching or is coming back down. You can see this, Im- this immense pillar of fire and cloud everywhere. This is the actual water evaporated from it. So this is what they were explaining. And yet we can see it here clearly being written four to five thousand years ago. Another paragraph I will read is from the book of Kings. It says, And as they were walking along and talking, behold, a chariot of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Again, the paragraph talks about Elijah who after a chariot of fire appeared in the heaven, in the sky, and beamed him upwards. It actually says he went up in a whirlwind into heaven. Now, compare this to the stories of alien abductions that we have heard so many people talk about. How many people have talked about in the middle of the night, an immense light appears in the sky, almost fire-like, and then they felt like they were being taken up they were being sucked into by a whirlwind up into the sky. Again, it's been written here thousands of years ago. The third book I will read from the book of Exodus. This is about Moses. Now Moses used to take up a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrance watching Moses until he entered the tent. As Moses went into the tent, listen carefully, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. Whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, they all stood and worshipped. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. 
then Moses would return to the camp and so on. Again, we are talking very clearly and literally about a means of communication, a device of communication that existed in those times where people used to think it's called a cloud, a beam of cloud or a light would come down from the sky and then the Lord himself would come down and talk to Moses as a person face to face. Those people would not understand what they're looking at and they would attribute whatever they see in front of them to the closest thing. If there was indeed a sort of a beaming light that helps transport or helps people communicate with these aliens in in their spaceships, then people would not know how to pronounce that. They would not know how to describe it. They would use words that they understood. Instead of smoke, they would call it a cloud. Instead of intense communication or appearing on a screen, let's say now on a TV screen, they would say he would just speak to him as if, as if he is in front of him. Imagine today explaining, actually imagine holding a mobile phone and then going back in time 2000 years and explaining to someone what it's like or ask them to explain what they're looking at when they see you open a video call with someone across the globe. How would they describe it? What words would they use? And how much are they going to attribute it to magic or to a otherworldly being? So in order not to make this episode too long, if we end up revisiting ancient mythologies and different religions that are still existing today and read those ancient texts with our understanding of technology and of extraterrestrial beings and of interdimensional beings as we do now, we will see that these people back then used to have contact with different beings that we no longer have or we are no longer aware that we have. At some point, there has been a form of censorship on the topic. We have forgotten what we used to have. We've forgotten where we, where we came from. And this is very important, not just for knowledge, but because it will help us understand where we are in this world, on this planet, in our galaxy, in the whole universe. Where does humanity lay? Where did our religions come from? Did they really come from a supreme being? Did they really come from God? Or were they manipulated over thousands and thousands of years by beings who looked at us as nothing more than we look at ants? Would they really care whether we are worshipping them? Did our ancestors look at ancient beings, found them extremely advanced technologically, and they worshipped them as gods? Or what happened exactly? How come now we are finding these evidence of these texts and civilizations and ideas that we have been told that they are symbolic, that they don't mean anything, that they are just written by people who didn't really understand the world they live in. And with that, I will end the episode. As always, you can find me on my Instagram, paradigm.shift.experience. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends. Leave me a review, especially on Apple Podcasts. It helps me a lot. And until the next one, thank you for listening.